welcome back to another episode of Mind Gold. Um, I've kind of stopped doing the thing where I do this whole intro and then, you know, my person comes in like 10 minutes later. So Linda's right here. She's sitting next to me. Um, I don't know. Like, why do I do that? I, there's no rules here. I can do what I want. It's my podcast. Um, so Linda Hodgetts. Hodgetts? That's how you say it? Love it when I get it right Everyone first time. I got it right though? Yeah. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> um, lovely Linda is joining me today. Um, hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so we've been planning this episode for so long, um, which I love. And um, I think it's been cool because obviously since I invited you to come on, like would have been a few months ago, right? Quite a while ago. Yeah. It seems like a lot of things have happened. So it's probably going to be even better that you're on it now because <laughs> we have so much more to talk about. Um, we did actually just chat about a little disclaimer that we're going to put out there before we start talking. Like obviously we're talking now, but like talking properly. Um, that if we laugh about some subjects that aren't actually funny, it's not because we think that they're funny. We're not belittling them. We're not minimizing them. It's just literally sometimes you have to laugh because shit is just too fucked. Amen. So don't think that we're like callous bitches. Or <laughs> well, maybe we are. No, <laughs> like we are. Seriously. We are hard bitches. But um, not, in that, that not in that circumstance. We certainly aren't making light of topics which are pretty fucking gruff. Um, so yeah, it's a lovely day to get into some real deep, heavy topics. If it gets too heavy, we can just look out the window and go, it's sunny. We can just bring Graham in for some light relief. Or we'll just start talking about weightlifting. No, that's too dark. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so tell me what's been happening in your life recently. Oh, yeah, this is heavy. <laughs> Straight in there. <laughs> um, if I start off good, it's um, something good has come of it. So I've met Love that. a really amazing guy and he started out as my best friend. So that good bit has come of it. Yeah. But um uh, go Dan, just, props to Dan Yeah, go Dan um, I've been through a pretty hard um, end of a marriage And it was quite controlling and abusive um, Not only on me but on my children So um, it ended really, really badly It actually ended in the opposite way that it should have um, So he's ended up getting an intervention order on me and calling me an abuser and that him and my children were scared for their lives from me, um, which is far, far from the truth. Um, and apparently it's just so easy to walk into a police station these days and just get handed an intervention order willy-nilly, no evidence, no nothing. Um, That's crazy. And it can just take your life down like six feet under pretty much so what happens instant. with the intervention order do you have to you do have to go to court and prove that you're not this person who yeah so literally wow. what happened is um the cops have taken this statement taken it to court got granted an intervention order on his behalf um and then i've been served with it and my whole life has fallen apart when you realize all of a sudden that the words these people are saying to your face is that you cannot speak to your children or see your children for the next eight weeks eight weeks eight weeks based off of something that he's just come said, in and said yeah. just off the cuff nothing yeah. nothing no evidence there at all yeah. um i feel like i've hit rock bottom before but when someone takes your whole world away from you which is my kids, which I fought for before. Uh, it's pretty rough. I just find it unbelievable that there can be no, no investigation and into, no. into And you can it. just walk in and take someone's life. And most people think that it's women that do this to men. But I'm here to tell you that it is completely even on that side. So... Um, all those men out there that think you know they're hard done by just need to understand that women are also doing this uh, men are doing this to women that are completely innocent and like this man is uh, not 
even his children. So, um, that was really rough. That was the end of my last year, um, 2019. And it took me a whole load of courage to actually fight and turn that around. So I got served on it, served with it. And then, um, I fell to pieces and my, um, partner, Dan and my girlfriend made me walk into court the next morning and asked to have it turned around. And just luckily, I think because courts see this every day that the judge urgently put me through, um, to court on the mon next, the following Monday, which is not, it's very rare. Um, so I got pushed through and I was able to get my kids taken off his order but I then had to wait until January to fight for my name yeah Jesus fucking Christ yeah. that was the end of 2019 for me holy shit yeah and like to be honest that's just the start of the fight like fight for your name fight for your kids like when they've been so um mentally abused and manipulated by someone it's hard to watch like there was a point last year where I almost felt like giving up and just walking away because I um just as a mum you can feel when your kids are not there anymore and it's hard to watch and it's hard to hear and it's hard to fight for it every day to get it back and you know I was working like maybe 60 70 hours a week just, I think, more to try and keep myself together and sort of whitewash everything that was happening. Yeah. So what's the situation now? Like, you've obviously got your kids back. Yeah. So yeah. I got it turned around um, and then I had to go back in January and um, try and fight for my name. But dealing with someone to his extent... Um, it was better not to fight the intervention order and just to keep it because I at least was able to put one on him as well. So I've kept that and then I'm just going to fight it in a different way. Yeah. yeah. So I now have to find all the courage in myself to go through um, family court, which is for sexual assault and physical assault and I literally have to convince a jury that this man is a, an abuser so <laughs> when he's clearly manipulative if he's managed to convince your own <coughs> kids at times that you're the one in the wrong yeah so it's a, it's um it's hard to imagine as a person that would would never do that to someone how they could process actually going through with all this stuff like there's just no I can't process it in my mind yeah. I, I, I don't understand it at <laughs> I all still I've had months to to try and process it and it just I just end up at the same point like why why and especially when you've obviously had a close relationship with him previously yeah you would have thought you knew him well. Yeah. You would have thought he's not capable of doing that sort Anything of thing. Like and you just, like, what the fuck? Yeah. It just gets back to that same point. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Seriously. That was that laugh. Nervous laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, unbel it's unbelievable. Even, um, so, I'm quite a... Um, Though it doesn't seem like it at times, I'm quite an introvert and um, telling my story even to um, a police, a female policewoman um, was quite daunting. I mean, it ended up being um, at least a 10 page statement. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when you say, when you think you're saying details to them, it actually not details. So when you have to go back and she says, I really need you to say like this and you're going, oh, like 
I can't even, it was a struggle to get the words out. Yeah, it's sort of like going through the violation again, but you have to be descriptive and it's horrid. Mm. Fuck. Yeah. I think it's, even, even today, which I find still quite awful, uh, with sexual assault and these things that, that happen and there's so much shame around feeling like we're somehow responsible um, and it's really fucking hard to talk about it still because there's so much judgment and people who don't get it, especially if you're in a relationship with somebody yeah. who treats you that way and there's like this whole, well, why don't you just leave or why yeah. don't you just, it's like, literally cannot dictate to someone how what they should do in that situation and it's when it's you fucked. um watch someone that's so charismatic to people around them and when you're out with them and then um when they can um like look to the world like they absolutely adore you and love you and kind to you and you just get into this hole where you think how will anyone ever believe what's going on and everyone will say to your face oh, I loved you so much and on the inside you're cringing because uh, you just can't explain it to anyone yeah, that's probably the hardest bit it's probably the reason why so many women and men I guess that have been abused just hide hide it away and they you get to a point where you think to yourself it's just easier to stay and pretend everything's okay then to lose like <laughs> your kids or your life that you've built around it yeah friends well yeah I mean how long were you together uh, nearly 10 years yeah right so your whole lives are intertwined yeah. money house yeah. all of those things yeah. and you end up it's like you need those things yeah it's not simply a matter of leaving mm. And then, bam, like, the universe just goes, you don't need any of this, and that's how it's ending. And I just got kicked out with no home, no belongings, no nothing. No children. That's it. It's almost like being a homeless person. If I didn't have such amazing friends and a partner, I wouldn't have had anywhere to go. And they just don't care. It's all about them. Mm. And I think also in saying that, um, they make you believe that they care about you and that's probably the worst part. The gaslighting, eh? Yeah. And you believe that it's somehow your fault. Yeah, and, and in your mind you're going, oh, did I actually, is that what I meant? Did or I actually did provoke I them? That? Did I, yeah. 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 You start questioning everything that you're saying, everything that you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's the laugh. <laughs> Fuck again. <laughs> yeah. How do you think you managed to find that strength and find, I guess, that resilience within yourself that you could be like, nah, fuck him. Like, I honestly it. think that I'm, um, I'm quite resilient. I'm quite determined, which... Um, is probably ended up being a trait that I've needed in my life over the last 20 years. So I was also in a physically abusive marriage before this one. So I've been on a bit of a ride. So I think um, like you probably get to a point in your mind where you think this is all you deserve. Yeah. Um, and I think... Dan came into my life at the perfect time and I realised that there's more to me than I know or I knew and um, deep down I, I know that I'm actually a really beautiful person and I would give anything to anyone that needed it and I would help anyone that needed it and I just thought to myself I am surrounded at the moment by amazing friends and um, I have to find somewhere deep down in me to get my kids back because that's all that mattered. Even though I felt broken and like um, I should just give up, like why and how am I going to make my kids believe that this is not what's happening? Um, 
actually think that digging deep was because of everyone that was around me because I don't think I would have been able to pull myself out by myself this time. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. yeah. What um, what happened with the first one? Did um, he? Uh, I mean, was there? Did you end up reporting him? To yeah. Um, also too late. So yeah. um, I managed to get away from him and flee back home to Queensland with my family and my kids. Um, and then um, I found out I was pregnant with my last one. And uh, he was like in my ear, excuse me, like, um, I'm getting help, I'm okay, we can do this, um, you know, all the right words, all the right things to say. So I decided I wanted to go back to Perth where I, we were living. Um, I felt like I had no friends, no life, no nothing in Queensland except for my mum. Um, who I wasn't very close to for a long time. Um, so I went back to Perth and then um, he got even worse and he ended up breaking my nose and that was like the last straw. So I had to fight in family court to leave Perth after that. Um, but I didn't dot him in until it actually went to family court because um, Actually, sorry, he set the proceedings for that because I wouldn't let him see the kids. Yeah. <clears throat> and only if I was there and he didn't like it. So he went to family court. And then that's the first time I actually um, put him up on physical abuse. Yeah. So it just comes down to being told so much, like they have so many rights and this and that. And I even got through, I got put through um, drug testing, alcohol testing. <laughs> because of somehow if you were out of it, then yeah, you would have I deserved it. I deserved to. it, yeah. So I did it to myself. And I, and, and it's like... So this is the, the issue is that court, people you don't feel like, feel like they're going to be believed or yeah. taken seriously. Which probably maybe damaged me a bit even more for this one that I've just been through. So I think you very silent, distrustful. And I just wanted to leave quietly and, you know, pretend everything was okay, but then it just got all swept up in a rug and taken from under me. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't report him until court and I didn't report this one now until court. So the, it's probably the hardest but the worst thing that women do, you know, victims do is not report stuff because they just think they're not going to be heard too much. And it's embarrassing. Yeah, massively. It's quite embarrassing. Like, you just think, I can't believe I've let this happen to me. Especially when um, I don't see it, but everybody that I meet and then eventually they go, oh, I thought you were such a confident person. Oh, mate. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and people... And you start going, yeah. oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally feel you. Mm. Yeah. In a way, like, your outer strength is almost, like, doing you a disservice. Yeah. Because people don't see what's behind that. Yeah. You know, and you're not going to choose to, people you meet, be like, um, hi, Melinda, yeah, I look really strong, but actually, um, I'm an abuse insane. victim. Yeah. So just FYI. Yep. So it's not... And there's like, even um, in this, the court proceedings that have just gone down, um, he witnessed, um, he witnessed my children going through some of the abuse from the other, <coughs> from their biological father. He witnessed some of that and, in court, and he's seen photos and evidence and everything of me. And in court, he tried to tell them that I made it up and that I was trying to do the same thing to him. What? Yeah. And these are just, like, these are things that you just start questioning, like, you know, why do I bother talking? Why? This is why I was just walking away quietly. This is why I don't want to put my life on show again. This is why, why, why? And so you just back down. Yeah. And you just 
go into some sort of hole inside you somewhere <clears throat> you just think you find another area in your life like weightlifting where you go well this will help me a little bit get something out <laughs> yeah <coughs> yeah but it's just another thing like mm, she's making it up uh she's done it before um i didn't choose i didn't choose to be a victim um he knows how embarrassing that part of my life was he knows how it's not something that i wanted to make a part of me in this life now and yet he chose to take that path on me as well it's just in a way he's almost worse than the worse he's, it's much worse yeah so as bad as this is gonna sound to me my first marriage the physical abuse was much easier to take than the one i've just been through because you when it's physical abuse you know what's coming like you're just waiting for it but when it's mental and manipulative and controlling like even with money um you don't see it at first and then you slowly start to see signs and then you know the anger and then you suddenly see that you're walking on eggshells around your own house and you go uh oh <clears throat> and you just never know what's coming and and that's like taking my children i would never getting an intervention order on me for being an abuser i would never have thought was going to happen ever in my life i still can't process it yeah it's the most manipulative and mental abuse is probably the most damaging abuse that can happen to people in my eyes uh, yeah no that's fair yeah it's like the sticks and stones can break your bones yeah <laughs> it sticks there yeah yeah a lot of it 100% mm. um and I think it's hard too when you have relationship other relationships in your life friendship or family and they they can see it from a completely different yeah. perspective and they're telling you x y and z but you can't you just got yeah. your head completely twisted by this person yeah. you're completely gaslit you just believe everything they tell you and for whatever reason you're staying and to an outside perspective you're just a fucking idiot yeah you know like why would you go back to someone <laughs> like that why and why and why and you can't even explain it yourself no at first like you're going no i don't even know what you're talking about like and then you start to see cracks and then you're covering up for them and then it just goes in a circle and a cycle and your family and friends are watching from the outside going can't do anything what can we do yeah. well that's the thing i mean i was actually talking to um a lady yesterday who's a trauma counselor and we were actually talking about this exact topic um and about what you can do when you have a friend or you have a family member who's in a relationship like this and mm. the importance of letting them know that you're not telling them what the, what you think that they need to do mm. because it's not going to make a difference no. like you can have every friend and every family member in your life saying you have to leave but you know that you need to make that decision you need yeah. you need to somehow find that strength and if you know that you have that support when you decide that mm. you're going to do that then that's fantastic and that's the best thing that can you can possibly yeah. have like you obviously had mm. but just telling someone what you would do is like what? you you haven't been in the situation you don't fucking know what you no. do it's like someone writing something on a chalkboard and you're reading it and you're going yep and that's as far as it goes because on the inside you're going well i can't do that yet and i can't do that yet because of this because of that and or is it me am i making them feel this way um so maybe i should just stay because maybe i should fix myself first or look at myself yeah maybe i should change my behavior yeah. and then their behavior will, will change. change and then everything will yeah be okay. and it just and so there's your chalkboard and there's your eyes looking at it and reading it and then on the inside there's like a negative to everything that's on that board yeah like if i do this that means this will fall apart and yeah if i do this that means i won't have this family member or this friend or yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like dominoes basically yeah. yeah yeah um what the what the woman i was talking to was saying is that the, the best thing you can do is um i actually had a friend who was in a similar relationship um quite a while ago and it's just like okay well you're clearly gonna stay so why don't you put a bag together credit card keys change your clothes leave it at my house i'll give you a key to my house so if 
you need to leave, you know that you've got somewhere to come and that you've got an escape. But at the same time, I'm not going to be enforcing that yeah. <laughs> on you. It's just there as an option. option. Yeah. yeah. So it was even that. Like I um, started a collection of clothes and stuff at my partner's. Yeah. And But um, that was just to escape at night. So I literally was at a point where I couldn't even sleep in my own house. Um, and then there was that fight where... Um, you're going, oh my God, I'm leaving my kids here. I'm such a bad person. But on the other hand, if I don't actually get some sleep, I'm not going to be able to function at all for my kids. Because in the background, I had already um, worked, I'd already made a decision that I wanted to go. Yeah. And I was trying to put all these things together, like finish a course I was doing, which would make more money and <coughs> get a better life and... I had got a lawyer organised and I was going to not walk away with nothing this time, you know, and there was all that going on and then it just bam. So if I had left that house, I actually had no income at all because my business was run from there. So, and then he just did all that to me anyway. But yeah, the only, only thing that I had was a few clothes that I'd already had at my partner's house and that's it. I literally got left with no money, no house, no clothes, no car, no nothing. Yeah. So I can't even imagine what I would do. Yeah. It, it's actually, if you can actually convince someone to leave a bag with money and stuff in it somewhere, then you're winning because they, they don't know at the time how much it's going to save them. Yeah. Yeah. I just find it like just so fucking awful that this is still something that's so prevalent in yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely with fucked. so much more awareness. It's like it still probably doesn't help until it's too late. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. And there are so many services that we have that are obviously there for you, but like you said it's you're not going to reach out until it's too late. Yeah. yeah. Right? <clears throat> um what do you think it is with, like, in society today that give people the sense of entitlement in terms of your previous partner and, you know, the sexual assault that you've talked about is having that right? What, where the fuck does that come from? I have no, it's just I fucked. can't, yeah, I can't explain it to you. And it's like... Um, you gain a little bit of empowerment and you say, that's it, no, stop touching me. Um, and it's like they don't hear you at all. So I don't know where it comes from. It's like it's their right to do to you whatever they want because they have a bit of paper saying that you're their wife. Yeah. I don't know where their empowerment comes from. It's like this weird sense of ownership or, yeah. 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 I've even, like, I've had similar experiences in the past with people I've just been dating. Um, and you kind of get to a point where, like, you say no and you say no. And they're just going to do it anyway. Yeah. So, to a certain extent, you're like, well. What's the point? Well, I mean, I can't, I can't physically prevent you from doing this. Mm. Like, you're bigger than me. You're stronger than me. Whatever. So, like, do I just go, all right, then? <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm laughing again. Jesus Christ. But I can't even, I can't even talk about the assault because it's like, um, you feel so, mm, you feel stupid and violated and, um, like, somehow you you gave them the impression that you were okay with them to even start this, even though the start of it was like a fight. Yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, what are you actually getting out of this? Like you just ask so many questions and then you just end up giving in the fight and you just like, you just lay there helpless. It's, it's the most disgusting and violating feeling that any woman or victim goes through I swear because what I felt is 
sometimes I don't even know how to describe it. I think um, if you could ever feel powerless, it's at that point. Just like complete utter degradation, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like your body is not yours and uh, your life is not yours and somehow this person is allowed to just have what they want and you're not and you're not allowed to have say and yeah it's a really shit feeling it's so fucking bad when you've had that experience to i guess get to the point that you can feel okay being intimate with someone that you do want to be intimate with Mm. in the future because you have these fucking triggers and these weird things that will set you off um and like my like one of my experiences was when I was like much younger, like I was would have been like eighteen or nineteen. And because you're that young and you're like super resilient and you're just like, I'm oh, fine. I'm fine, whatever. I never really dealt with it. Never thought about getting therapy or anything like that. But I have like weird. Um, it's only been quite recently, like in the last year, that I've suddenly remembered all this stuff mm. and have just gotten just a bit weird about it yeah. and triggered by weird innocuous things and yeah. You know, it's how do you explain that to somebody? Yeah. You just can't. No, it's just fucked. Yeah, because it, it, it we minimize it so much. I think that's the thing is mm. like, well, yeah, I mean, I suppose technically it was rape, but then we were actually seeing each other, so you know, mm. was it? Yeah, yeah, I did say no, but I mean, yeah, I was drunk, so was it? And mm. you're constantly questioning it and minimizing it, and well, I mean, people have been had a lot worse, or you know, I'm really lucky that they didn't do anything worse or yeah, it's fucked. See all those, those questions like that. It's, it's yep. the word, oh, I'm sure someone else has had worse. It's like, why do we even talk like that to ourselves? Yeah. This is something I said no to and now I'm backtracking and saying it's okay because it happened and there could be worse and I could be worse off and, and, and. Like at least he was my husband. Yeah. Or at least. Yeah. It wasn't you know, some random stranger in the dark that attacked yeah. me. Or, or there's someone I know, so yeah. it's, yeah, no, it's actually fucked. Yeah. It's, it's, I find it scary that you can recognize this sense of entitlement and it's such a red flag, like quite early on, like I've, um, well, I'm in an amazing relationship now, hmm. like love these great people that we have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like in the past when I've been on Tinder and I've been on these apps and obviously trying to meet someone who's not just all about sex and and that because I'm just not really just about that now in my life but I remember dating someone like a while ago and them having like this real weird sense of entitlement when it came to being intimate when I'd be like well you know it's the middle of the afternoon and we're just hanging out like don't really feel like doing that right now and I just became like this weird sense of pressure that whenever we caught up I would feel like I had to Mm. And I didn't like that. And I guess it kind of triggered past instances where I've said no and that's not been the thing. So yeah. I was just kind of like, hey, can we just call it on the on that aspect of the relationship? Mm. Um, still wanting to keep seeing him, but just wanting to say, like, I'm not 100% comfortable with how focused you are on that. One thing. And was told, well, I, I expect to be able to have sex with the person that I'm dating or I'm mm. seeing like and then I felt shit I'm such a prude like of course he should have sex with me when he wants to because we're seeing each other and that's what you do and but it's no it's, no. <laughs> it's so no like you fucking have sex when you want to have sex yeah. with who you want to have sex with like end of fucking story they're having it when they want to have yeah. it so why does it have to be different for us that's the thing it's actually we yeah. are a human and a person as well yeah yeah, yeah. So I think, um, um, like, I didn't even want to go through with what I'm about to go through. And then I looked at my daughter, and she's 17, and she was in a long-term relationship with a um, boy. And he was another, the same. So cheating, controlling, um, hid her away from the world. Uh, and I slowly watched it happening and I couldn't do anything and I like um, am going through what I'm about to do because I look at her and I've listened to her and I just think 
I need to be brave for her and every other girl out there that just thinks that, you know, it's okay to be treated like that when it's not. Yeah. So my guide right now is actually my girl. Yeah. She's given me the courage to even however it pan- pans out to go out there and at least try to you know make him accountable for what he's done because it wasn't even just me I look at my kids and I go you've damaged them so much yeah and he's likely going to go on to do (coughs) the same thing to someone Someone else else. another woman another you know more children so someone's going to be the one who's like hey you know what fuck you (laughs) it's like not fucking okay It's going to be a fight, biggest, probably the, the biggest. It's the biggest squat jerk of your life, yeah. mate. Just got to walk out there and do it. I've got to be honest, which is, the, being honest is not half of me, but being honest about something traumatic as that that's happened to you is, is really hard for me. Yeah. Telling, getting up there and telling the world that your life is not wonderful and it wasn't perfect and so much has happened and I let it like I've let it happen like I didn't speak up but um to get up on that stand and then try and convince someone that that's what's happened is going to be extremely daunting for me but I'm going to do it (laughs) yeah you fucking are I'm going to do it you're going to do it yeah you're so fucking brave. <laughs> I'm sure you get yeah. told that every day. Um, well, actually you should. Do. You should. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see it as brave, but I take that on as someone out there is telling me I have to do this. Yeah. So the first time I ever saw you, right, it was a competition, a weightlifting competition. Linda's a weightlifter, by the way. We didn't really cover that. <laughs> no. Linda's a weightlifter. I'm a very good weightlifter. The first time I ever saw you... It, was, it would have been maybe two years ago. I can't remember what comp it was. And you got on the platform to clean and jerk. Yep, solid clean. It probably would have been around maybe 85, 88. Um, and then you went for your jerk and, whoa, what the fuck did you just do, mate? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it was a squat jerk. So and I was like, that chick is the strongest bitch I've ever fucking seen. I was like, she is amazing. Um, and this would have been like two years ago, obviously since then I've gotten to know you a bit better, we trained together, um, and lucky enough to call you a friend, and that is just the fucking tip of the iceberg of how strong you are. Like, it's actually fucking incredible, like getting to know you and knowing your story, and I just have so much respect for how you carry yourself and your bravery. Like, it's unbelievable. It's fucking unbelievable. You've got so many people who are in your corner and, like, are going to help you take this fucker down. And this is, like, um, the first time in my life that I've let people in to help me. Like, I've let myself be vulnerable, if that makes sense. I'm um, usually the person that would go, everything's okay. I'm just, you know, I'm not going to make it who I am. I'm going to walk through my life like everything's fine I can do this on my own but this time I've gone I need to let people in I need help I need this I need that I need people to talk to yeah yeah that squat jerk is probably I I still laugh and that's not a nervous laugh that's just like a what are you all seeing because to me it's like walking around doing a split jerk I don't know it's, it's not, <laughs> I can explain what a squat jerk is because not everyone who listens to this podcast is a weightlifter. So if you know what a split jerk is with the bar uh, going from your shoulders to overhead, one foot goes in front, one foot goes behind you, almost looks like a lunge basically. So a squat jerk is when you get the bar from your shoulders to overhead, but you drop into the bottom of like an overhead squat, but obviously you have a narrow grip, right? It's fucking hard. <laughs> to put it in perspective, I think the most I've ever done for a squat jerk might be 50 kilos and it would look like a dog's dick. 
Linda's best squat jerk is at 93, 95? 93. 93. 93 fucking kilos and she's in the 64 kilo weight class. So, guys, <laughs> it's fun. And no one does it ever. Like, because it's so bloody hard. She's literally like the one chick who's like, why would I do it the easy way when I can do it the worst and hardest way ever? And she makes it look like a piece of piss and it's next level. Yeah, that's her thing. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's I get so, so embarrassed if people walk up to me and go, Oh, you must get it every go, time. And I go, it's just a jerk. And I'm like trying to back myself into a corner. And I know that it's another thing I have to learn to accept. Like people will go, my my friends will go, oh my God, did you hear the crowd? They all went silent and they're like, Every, every time I've had you left ever since, someone always goes, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. just like, yeah, what's what I do. And That's I think how I, I jerk. out of all the comps and stuff that I've done, I think I've noticed it twice. Really? Yeah. It's always someone, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, I was that person like two years ago. Like, what the fuck? Nailed <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. Did I nail it? <laughs> I actually nailed it. Um, yeah. Yeah, actually, um, talking weightlifting, like, uh, I don't think I've ever felt more amazing than when I um, do lifting. Yeah, it's just something that drives me, and it's a challenge that I can have every day I go to training. Yeah, and then the nerves and everything you have to control when you go to a comp. I just I don't even know what it is. I hate it and I love it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, don't. Yeah. I want to spew and I want to shit myself <laughs> and I want to cry, but I also just want to like rock the fuck, the fuck out onto the platform and just like just do, a, just do it. A PB that I want to, yeah. Know? It's just like a crazy thing, yeah. And I'm not out there. What I love about it is um, when you go into most other sports, you're going in there to be first, yeah. And I know that's a goal at weightlifting, but it's not for me. No, the goal yeah. in weightlifting for me is just to get another high number. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Dude, every time I do a comp, someone goes, did you win? And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, it's not really like, it's not really the thing. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. In a way that like, oh, you didn't win. So it's not the thing. It's like, well, no, of course it's the thing. Like, of course winning is an outcome. It's just not an outcome that I've ever, that's ever been important to me, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, if it was, it'd be a bit of a shame. <laughs> be real sad <laughs> real fucking sad so yeah i mean yeah i get it yeah like, it's um you people will go to me oh you got gold and i'm going yeah but i didn't get a pb <laughs> yeah. and that's all i'm worried about yeah like, you can have your medal but i didn't get a pb <laughs> that's what i get upset about yeah i'm upset about that every day of my life <laughs> fails taught me so much about life yeah i think that's why i love it so much it's taught me patience and it's taught me persistence and it's taught me resilience and like so many of these things which you're now faced with mm. the strength that you suddenly have to like pull out of your ass yeah. like that's where it comes from you know it's so intertwined with like everything else that's happening in my life and i can apply the lessons that i've learned to so many other aspects yeah. i think that's why i love it so much mm. I mean, I don't imagine that other sports have that, but maybe they do. Maybe with soccer, you're all like, fucking <laughs> adversity. And I don't know, man. Like, if you're a soccer player and that's you, please come talk to me. Yeah. You can be on here and I'll pretend to know what you're talking we have about. No idea. I'll just make jokes about yeah, balls <laughs> and talk about bend it like Beckham. <laughs> Love that movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's a yeah. great one. <laughs> well, I've done. So I've done. Rowing, hockey, um, squash, you know, even rep hockey. And it's still a completely different feeling to weightlifting. Completely different. That's all about, ah, oh, you know, you want your team to win, hockey. And rowing is actually all about, we need to get that finish line first, you know. So that is the, you want to win goal. Uh, and then weightlifting is just like a personal goal for me. Every yeah, time. same. I think yeah. that's the big difference is it's so individually focused. Mm. And even, I mean, you are obviously competing against other people, but 
I never feel like I am. I never notice. No, I never notice either. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I just never notice. Yeah, and like you've obviously got friends who you train with who are in your same weight class, so technically they're your competitors. Like you and I are the same weight class, Mm. but I've never thought thought about it it like that, I guess. I mean, again, if I did. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I can squat check 50 kilos, right? <laughs> Fucking skills. Get your shit together. I know, girl. right? Jesus. Um, I got uh, you got forty three kilos on me in the squad jack. Oh, lol. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's for me. It's not like it's not about that. It's about you know you're wanting your friend to get a PB as much as you want. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I found previously when I did CrossFit, it was so much about being pitted against someone else who may be in a completely different in a completely different circumstance to you. They may have trained for longer, they may be younger, they may be a different body weight. It doesn't matter. Are they better or worse than you? It's like what? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucked. Yeah. You know, like I never have my coach say, Oh, you just need to get five kilos and you'll be beating, you know, whoever. It's that's just not a thing. Yeah. I just yeah. So I mean I'm sure it is if you're better. <laughs> maybe i know i've made it when he does actually start saying okay you actually need to get this total because um you need to beat this person you know in saying um what got me through last year i didn't forget but it just didn't come out of my mouth um when i mentioned my girlfriends i should say girlfriends like my coach i changed to um is one of the most beautiful people I've ever met. She is. She's, but she has no idea, and she has no idea how she, how strong she is. I don't think either. And um, she has probably guided me through most of the shit that went on last year. That last year was the hardest, one of the hardest years of my life. And um, like I bombed out so many times in comp, and it was the first one was devastating. Uh, because I actually felt like I was ready as I could be for that comp. And the second one was like, well, <laughs> this is me now. I fuck it up anymore. <laughs> but um, at the time when it's the same thing, when people are saying to you, um, you know, you got to remember there's so much going on behind the scenes. And at some point it has to mentally come out somewhere. And it was affecting my lifting, but I refused to admit it. And um, M, my coach. We love you, M. Yeah, we so do. Um, guided me through so much mentally last year and taught me so much about myself as well. Um, and I just watch her, you know, when she goes out on that comp platform and it's almost like this prayer ritual that she does for I know. herself before she does a lift. And I just think that's where I want to be. Yeah, she's beautiful. She is. Yeah. Um, she's on another episode actually if you're interested um, if it's just I think earlier maybe episode 10 yeah. um, about her goal to make it to the Tokyo Olympics mm. this year um, she is yeah one of the most inspirational people in my life obviously yeah. yours as well so. <laughs> um, it's so important to surround yourself with people who encourage you to be better yeah. um and it's been discovering weightlifting and meeting people like you and like M that I've been like, these are the fucking people that I want to be around, you know, Mm. and especially going through what you've been through, having that support network is just fucking invaluable. And I've had so many, I've had friends in the past that I've thought have been there and haven't. And it's almost as devastating as losing a partner. Like it fucking sucks. Um, I actually, a friend sent me this meme. I always end up describing memes on here. It's just lame. But it was it's not a meme, sorry. It's like a little story on one of the lifting Instagram pages. And um, I'll share it because I think it's like super fucking um, relevant here. Is that a father gives his son a watch. An old watch. It's like 200 years old. And he's like, I want you to have this watch. But before I give it to you, I want you to take it um, to a few different places and see if you can sell it. So the kid takes it first to a watch shop and the guy at the watch shop's like, nah mate, it's a piece of shit, like I'll give you five bucks for it, right? He goes to a coffee shop, I don't, inexplicably, (laughs) 
is like, you know, will you buy this watch? And they're like, well, we'll trade you a copy for it. Like it's, you know, it's worth nothing. It's old. <clears throat> He's like, okay. Takes it to a museum and the museum are like, wow, this is like 200 years old. It's a fucking antique. It's amazing. We'll give you a million dollars for it. Right. And the, brings the watch back to the dad and the dad's like, well, the lesson here is that, um, you know, not to get upset when you're not valued or you're not appreciated by certain people or certain groups because there's a group of people out there who are your people and you just have to find that group and to them you're like priceless yeah. and I feel like it's only now finding weightlifting finding people like you guys yeah. that I feel appreciated and I feel valued for who I am and I don't feel that anyone's trying to change me or who, who I am and to, yeah. yeah and I feel like that's what you fucking need that's that's what's going to help you get through I mean I hope no one else is going through such an awful fucking yeah. situation. But when you do, like, it's it's your tribe, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and whether that's in weightlifting or soccer. Could well be soccer. Could be soccer. Could be soccer. <laughs> I think I need to get a soccer player on here now. <laughs> Just going to find a balls guy. <laughs> find a balls guy. <laughs> See, I've just made balls jokes for like the whole hour. It just, no one needs to hear it. Yeah. Um, mate, you're just such a fucking legend. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable and for sharing your story. And I think that if there's anyone else out there that's going through the same thing, I'm hoping that that's going to help them. Same. I'm hoping um, as hard as it is for me to talk, and talk about it, um, that like it just finds one more person um, to like tells them as bad as it gets that it's okay and you just need to step forward and, and say what's happening. Like just tell somebody, you know, if you're not brave enough to go to authorities, then, you know, tell a parent or tell your best friend or tell somebody that you know you can trust with it you know it's it's not the more we stay quiet the more this stays quiet these situations and it doesn't it doesn't help anyone yeah agreed so please tell yeah speak out yeah 100 mm. go lift some weights yeah or kick a ball <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to go lift some heavy shit now, now basically. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you so much. I'm thank like, you so much. I promise I won't cry. I promise I won't cry. No. Nah. I cried once. <laughs> I was actually talking about um, the community thing. Yeah. I just get real. I just get real feely yeah. about, yeah, it's just yeah. incredible. And it's okay to cry. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. No, we love a good cry. Yeah. Girls always need to cry. <laughs> Even guys. We all should cry yeah, more often. Get it out. Yeah. Um, have an amazing weekend. Uh, and, yeah, if you've got any feels, any thoughts about this episode, don't hesitate to um, reach out unless it's something shit, in which case keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> love the yeah. feedback. Love it. Um, have a great day, guys. Uh, speak out. Lift weights. Yeah. Let's go lift weights. Let's go lift weights. Bye.